It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? It's the Life on Life's Terms podcast. We're getting an echo here somewhere. Yeah, a little bit of an echo. Um, but anyway, I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict. And um, like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do love them, and we do endorse them, and we have benefited from them. Yes, my name is Chris Mandeville. Uh, we are here at a New Way Recovery Center. Oh, I'm a... Recovered heroin addict. <laughs> I'm um, the one who usually forgets. Yeah. Uh, we're here at a New Way Recovery <laughs> Center in Quincy, Mass, on Quincy Ave. Um, lots of resources here, and they're very gracious to let us use the space to provide this podcast to you. Great people. Thank you very much. Um, Man- lots of... Managed by a turnabout, turnabout alum. Yes. Um, Who's that? Uh, his name's Warren. Uh, a lot of resources oh, and me- different meetings here. Um, definitely, you know worth the the time to stop in if you are in the south shore area and you're in recovery great place great people great Um, resources so tonight we have um actually our first guest that we released um who is actually audio yeah actually all three of our counselors Counselors, at the treatment center that we all went to um so, so welcome to our group counseling session. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where's my pillow? I need, oh. I need my pillow on the couch. <laughs> um, and we uh, have Rich, who was also a guest on before. Um, yeah. So we don't even know how tonight's going to go. We're going to talk treatment. Yeah, we're going to address Dan's a lot of things. anniversary. Yes. Oh. Congratulations. Dan celebrates 29 years That's of huge. sobriety today. Woo! That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. But like yeah. I said earlier, he still can't fucking drink. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time I've, does not denote wellness. I've had I know that. that. White, I'd have that white white chip in the bottom of the beer for 29 years. The thing still isn't dissolved yet. And I, I know. Can't drink. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right? Um, so, and also, if any of you guys have any questions um, on anything that you hear and you would like answers to them, please chime in. I'll I'll be monitoring the feed as we go uh, try to you know yeah yeah and i i can't read the comments and uh but they're too far away but i'm, I'm with you in spirit yeah if we're, if i'm gonna <laughs> respond to something i'll read it aloud there you go sounds, so, sounds good um yeah how are we gonna start this i don't know um uh let's uh let's um so so we all went through what is was called a therapeutic community which yeah. you can no longer have Pretty much. Um, well, that's that's not technically true. You could. Yeah. It's just very difficult to achieve. Yes, uh, due to insurance stipulations, um, state regulations, yes, state regulations, the the pussification of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, state regulations. What, what what do you mean by that? Only if you're going to accept state money, right? Um, if you're um, dealing with Department of Public Health or BSAS, they do require that you have beds available to mm. clients that are on MAT. For those of you that don't know what MAT is, Medicaid Assistant Treatment, which Just is suboxone, methadone, 
or right. Vivitrol. So that's part of the requirements. Um, they've really taken the teeth out of what a therapeutic community was, mm. as a therapeutic community is run by the community. You right. know, and sometimes, as I remember, you guys are a little tough. Mm. <laughs> so, tough on each other. Tough well, on that's each what other. We need. What do you think, So You think we needed that? Absolutely. 100%. I and, would... and that's the thing. Like, we, we called each other on our shit. And I want people in my life to do that to me still. Um, and it, it wasn't that we didn't like you or you were wrong. It was your behaviors. And that's what the whole entire thing was yep. geared yeah. towards was being aware. Changing your behaviors. And, and changing your behaviors. That yeah. getting rid of that dope fiend mentality. Um, you know, just like growing up, really growing up yeah. and you know? being able to become a productive member of society, yeah. getting ready to go back out into the world. And yeah, be being accountable for your actions and, and know that. <laughs> and I learned it quite a bit in turn about that all my actions have consequences. Absolutely, and Dan gave me plenty of them. Yes, I did. My my LEs, yeah, LEs. Learning, learning experiences, experiences. growing experiences. Yes, right? yeah. You can't grow if you're always just in a comfort zone, and you yeah. certainly can't grow if you're in so comfortable you're nodding out on the couch. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, there is there is a place for all of that stuff. Sure. Um, the Viking helmets, the dresses. Okay. Yeah, signs. The signs. I, I you know, speaking the of the dresses, I remember that. And I share this <laughs> with a lot of clients. And, Tom, the night we had a yes, you do, Face Howie. to Thank the you. Future, <laughs> and this is when you had oh, returned man. to us. And I'm going to put you out there for this one. Thanks, the clients Dan. dressed Tom up as Marilyn Monroe. Okay? <laughs> and they put him in a tight, tight dress. I can't hear anything, Tom. And oh, they okay. made him sing, there Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to a graduating member. <laughs> he was... It was... <laughs> the entire room was dead silent. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. He managed to do it, and he was scared to death doing it, but he did it. And it then he funny. walked back to his seat. He sat down, and the button popped off right where we put the fake breasts and landed on the floor, and the entire room bursted up that was pretty in funny. hysterics. And you know what? That was a turning point for you where you let people in your life again. It was it was awesome. It well, was awesome. yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of uh, turning points like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I you could just completely see people change. Yeah, you know, like some people would come in with like that wicked bullshit machismo, like I'm a tough guy, and then inside of a couple of weeks, they start getting to you know, you know, talk about things that they've haven't talked about, and, and you see them like like actually break down and. and you yeah. know they're like Drop getting the defenses. Yeah, but they're getting they're getting upset about it. You know what I mean? Because you know, I just did eighteen years. That doesn't matter. You're still fucking human, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, know, you don't feelings. need to you don't need to be like that here. Yeah. You know, right. and, and a lot of people had trouble with that. Letting go of the oh, I ain't ratting on nobody. I no, you're not. It's not ratting on people, man. It's making people aware. You could save someone's life, and like, it was presented to me in that way. It's like, all right, someone comes back to the house and they're getting high. Like, potentially, they could take out twenty-seven yeah, other people. They could yeah, take the whole house out. Yeah, you right. know, and, and I seen it. I seen whole entire room. I was in the kitchen inside of I think three or four days that I was there because the whole kitchen crew oh, was yeah. smoking crack out in the gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I was yeah. kitchen crew until I don't know. Till you till you were working still. Yeah. Till you were working exactly till yeah. I was working. I was dropping kitchen crew chief going on job search. <laughs> you know, but uh, 
you know, here I am, you know, still 17 years later. You know what I mean? Like, And that's the big thing about the TCs is they, regardless, you know, take the dresses and all the all the other LE stuff out of it. Uh, it was very strict, very structured, very, um, you know, you, you dealt with a lot of stuff. You dealt with the underlying issues mm-hmm. that, you know, like it says in the big book, alcohol is but a symptom. You gotta right. get down to causes right. and conditions, right? So that's what he dealt with. All the all the LE stuff and all the that that was all part of it. But um, you know, you also did the one on one counseling, the group counseling. You know, um, you dealt with. I remember, you know, every month we'd get an issue. You you'd get your issue that you had to work on. You know, yeah. and yeah, learning, dude, learning without issue, without uh, that, I mean, that, personal issue, personal issue. You yeah. really have to. You have to take a look at the person that you are and the person that you brought in and, and change. I forgot it, all about that. Yeah, it makes you, yeah. you you worked you worked your ass off to change the person that you brought in. Right, and you if know? you weren't, and everyone else that was around you could see it a lot more than you could. Yeah, or you could be bullshitting yourself into saying that you've done it and you hadn't, and we were gonna let you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know That's what right. I mean, and. Like anything went in group counseling, you know, oh, yeah. it, it did oh, yeah. not. Oh yeah, you 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 were not going to get in trouble for for what was said in there. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. where you brought each other your issues yeah. and and like the structure, like chain of command. Like all yeah. right, you got a problem with somebody, you got to you got to go to your big brother, and and they got to go to their big brother. Your big brothers come together if they can't hash it out. Next step up, knife fight. Yeah, <laughs> knife fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bum fights out in the backyard. But you know, it was. I, I I thought it was, it was what I needed. Oh, absolutely. I I, I was, believe a hundred percent that I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I had not gone through that house. Yeah, you know, it gave me everything that I needed. Um, you know, outside of turnabout and, and TCs, uh, you know, you have the twelve step programs of AA, and those are, you know. I, I think they're similar in, in the way that you get down, you know, you get down inside deep, you take a look and you fix what's wrong. Right. Uh, right. So it gives you that foundation, you know. So coming out of turnabout, we had a solid foundation, yes. you know, right off the rip. Yes. You know, so you had a leg up on a lot of people that yeah. were just coming into the program, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what was it, six to nine? I was there for seven and a half months. Yeah, know, I was the there first, eight the and first, a half. The first four months you're in the house and all you're doing is working on yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? For four months straight, you're just working on yourself. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was awesome. Oh, you know? absolutely. At times it sucked. Oh, absolutely. It definitely sucked at times. Like, the, what know? the fuck? You know, and, and I ended up, I went there on a parole and my parole was going to be up in April and everyone's like, oh, he's bouncing, he's bouncing. And I was like, hell no. Like, mm. I, I finished and then I stayed, you know, on, on reentry. And um, I remember I came back to the house because I had a 48-hour pass, and it was Monday morning, and I went to Dan. I said, hey, I want my outdate. And he was like, what's going on in the house? Well, that weekend, a whole entire room had relapsed. And I, I was like, listen, you guys got to get honest. you know. And, and some people were like, come on, man, just let it slide. I was like, I don't got to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm finished with this. you know. So if yeah. you guys want to okay that... I'm not, you know, so handle it. And it really is a shame that the state, the government has done what they've done to programs like that. Mm. 
you know, can, you can fight it. You yeah. can fight it. You know, <clears throat> that's the important thing to understand is you don't have to be a state funded program. Right. You can open up private right. programs. You can do all sorts of things to be mm-hmm. able to keep that type of treatment going for that specific population. It's one thing when we talk about that. One thing I did is I did the intakes. I did most all of the interviews for a good solid seven years there yeah. of who did and who didn't come into the house. So most of the time I got it right, unless I was doing a favor for somebody. And then I usually got it way wrong. But <laughs> there is a certain type of mentality and a certain type of person that will benefit from a therapeutic community. And just with you three guys here and all the other guys I know, there's at least 10 of you guys that are still clean and sober. And that's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's... That's the numbers. That's way out of that 1 in 36 BS. Mm, right. It's pretty damn good. I remember... Yeah. At one point, we were in the in the uh, the main room there, and we were all sitting in on the couch couches. And you came in the room, and you said, "Look to your left, and look to your right. One out of three, you aren't going to make it." I remember that conversation too, and I remember saying to myself, "I'm fucking making it. I'm making it." Yep. I I remember I remember that clear as day, sitting in the lounge. Yeah. You know, like I was like that was like a goal I set for myself. I'm going to be one of those guys. Wow, there's three of you here. I yeah. know. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, when I was with Chris, I didn't make it till the next time. That's And that's one of the things that the statistics don't take into consideration. And that's one of the things that um, that was good about Turnabout as well, because you came and you stayed in touch with the house for a year after you completed. Yeah, yeah. And now, I mean... How many programs out there want you to stay in touch and involved in the house? Oh, the only yeah. only way they want you to stay in touch is when you need a bed again. Yeah, or, yeah. Right. or they want to follow up because they're into numbers. Oh, yeah. we're going to see 30 days out, 60 days out, 90 days yeah. out. And they'll stay in touch and they might call you. Oh, hey, how you doing? You know, or put a phone call. And again, that's all. And, and, and that's for, yeah, that's for paperwork. Yep. So that they can say, oh, our program is doing. Right. You know. On paper, it looks good. But when you look out in the streets, people are dying left and right. Yeah. But even, you know? I remember even when we were there, man, like there was some, you know, there was some shit going on. It's like, all right, you five got to pack your stuff and you need to go to Westboro because they have oh, empty beds. Oh, that was. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and, that was a and there was guys bad that time period. and there was guys that like all right, you're in an all male facility, and then you get sent up to a co-ed. What? Oh yeah. Like, uh, does anybody besides me know why that happened? No. Okay, I will. I think tell it was you, for, for money wise. It was money wise. Um, what was going on at that point in time is we were told by the executive director of that facility in that part of the state that we were to send people up there because they needed to bill out their contract. So what happened yeah. is as I was going through that, we and we were told that we would no longer be around if that didn't happen as yeah. well. Yeah. So we made sure that it happened. Mm-hmm. I did intakes. I grabbed five or six people from the house, and then I pulled in about 10 other people off the streets and just we shipped them off. And we took care of mm-hmm. that and everything like that. If you really look at it, what it was was double billing. That's what was going on. And yeah. they got away with it, just yep. like they got away with getting that – facility that was in Hingham. It was supposed to be forever a treatment facility and right. they found a loophole and zoomed in. So unfortunately when you look at some of the treatment that's going on out there, it's cutthroat. It's business. Yeah. Um and a lot of the times we were told our business is selling hope. That's what we do. And that's like uh methadone clinics, 
suboxone. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, at no point I do I believe that anybody should be on any of that stuff for more than. Right, there's there's protocols for that stuff. Yeah. It's not none you of know. it is meant to be it's on all, for life. It's all like, especially like methanol. Methanol's been a money maker. They they yeah. start you on like thirty five milligrams. Next thing you know, you're at one hundred and thirty. It's mm-hmm. like, how did you go up? You're supposed to go down. We've and seen now first you're hooked. Hand, first hand the money though. And now you're hooked yeah. because it's yeah. all money. The money. It's, it's madness. Yep. It's madness. You know, yeah. it's like you people are supposed to be helping people. And that's the thing. Like th- this, this this stuff starts out. You know, all right. You're gonna take this medication, and you're gonna taper down, and you're gonna you're gonna That's eventually right. be abstinent, right. which right. is the whole, which is the goal. For when you taper yeah. them down, problem being is you are being cruel. All of a sudden, the upper echelons come down. Oh, you can't do that to people. They've got to be able to have this, and they keep pushing it on yeah. you yeah. and pushing it on you. The turnover rate is brutal. Um, we do a little MAT at the facility I work, Vivitrol and Suboxone, and the goal. There is harm reduction, yeah, and because and, it and, is a dual program, so and and you know I I can see the yeah. people have to be alive, people have to be breathing to to recover. So yeah. if that's going to keep someone alive, awesome. But yeah. it means what, necessary for that. Who's who makes that judgment call? The person who's not in their right mind, yeah, or yeah. you know who and and, who, and like at how, least what's at least the, the criteria, at least the methadone. Like you go to the van. You get your dose. You go home. Like Suboxone, it's like, oh, here. Here. Here's a fucking big bottle of yeah. pills twice as much medication that you really need. Yeah. And right. hey, do go it home it. and have it. Yeah. What's, you know, what's the criteria to tell someone? I mean, let's say in a perfect world, it, 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 it supposedly really is, suppo- is going to be to, um, you know, wean you down off of it. You're, you know, you're in panic crisis mode. You need to be weaned down off of the drugs by using uh, other chemical methods, which are going to slowly decrease over time, which is the only way it should be done, in my opinion. So what's the criteria to say, all right, this person here um, probably will just need long-term treatment, abstinence, will detox them all, all drugs, and will keep, mm. you know, and it'll be, he'll be able to succeed or she will be able to succeed, whereas this person here is so bad that... Uh, that they're going to need to be weaned off through chemical means. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a difference in personality that's going to tell us who's going to be able to do this or that? There's a difference with what they want to do. That's what the problem is. Is a you have to be able to save people's lives. You know that's the important yeah. thing. Most yeah. of you guys have seen the lines at the methadone clinics and everything. Yeah. Methadone is a successful MAT. And we don't see those people because they get take-homes, and they're down to like two milligrams. Those are the people that are your business people, other people that have stayed on it for life. And it's not what it was designed for. However, that's what's happened. Same with Suboxone. Suboxone is supposed to be between six and 18 months, a gradual hit, and then you slowly taper down. Problem with Suboxone is the half-life. Yeah, because I don't, and I don't think they tell the people that are getting on it. Like, listen, like, here you go. You don't have to use dope anymore. You're not going to overdose. You're not going to die. You're on suboxone. Yeah, you can overdose and die. Okay, so I oh, took yeah, trying to cut through it. Yeah. I before I, you know, a while before I went to turnabout, I went to detox up at Cab, Cab Danvers. Got out of there, came home. Is when suboxone first came out. They came in like a octagon uh, shaped. Pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Somebody that. gave me one and said, "Here, you try put it this. under your tongue." I put the whole thing under my tongue. Yeah, I got wrecked. Yeah, I was in fuck. Absolutely wrecked. Wrecked. 
And I was like, what is this? This is supposed to stop you from getting high? I'm higher now than I think I've ever been. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had one. Oh, uh, what it was nuts. It, what, is it, what does it speak to that, okay, well, you know, you, you can live a quote-unquote normal life, but as long as you keep, you know, injecting or, or it, 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 ingesting this yeah. the goal should always substance. Yeah, the goal should always be nothing. Like yeah. The goal well, should always 100% be nothing. You should be, you should have to take nothing like we do. Yeah, but yeah. obviously there's a feeling of restless, irritable, and discontent that is underlying that, you know, people feel that they need some sort of security blanket in, in mm-hmm. these drugs. And, Tom, you were asking, you know, who, who determines that factor? And, and Kristen says, my drug dealer was a doctor. I told him what I wanted, and he gave it to and me. And that's what she, yeah. she gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it. true. Like, yep. they're finally, like, cracking down, you know, and, and monitoring and, and paying attention to, you know, what's going out. There's, there's doctors that were doing that that are, that are finally getting busted, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Um, but, you walk in, you pay 250 for your visit. You don't even have to have insurance. You know what I mean? You get your scripts. You go down, you know, and if you're lucky to have Mass Health, you pay $3.62, and you walk out, and you make friggin' five, 600 bucks and get high. Yep, and that's what they were yeah. doing. But when you look at it, <clears throat> she had a great point, the doctors being the drug dealers. Yeah. A lot of the people that are on the clinics, what they've been doing is they've been hitting them with a cocktail mix where they're getting hit with either Suboxone, Methadone, Klonidine, Neurotin, Adderall, and a Benzo. Yeah. Either Zen. They're not clean. Oh, I they're- remember a certain doctor that we all know, and I went to him before I went to Turnabout. So Let did me I. tell you something. I, went to, I left there with a shopping bag, yes. an absolute... Like paper, yeah, I'll take the paper bag full of pill bottles with three pills in them each. I yeah. mean, and then three days later, you went back. I yes. mean, like fifth, yeah, yes. three days later, you go back like 20 prescriptions. The home yeah. detox the kit, home detox yes. kit is what, exactly oh, what it was called. However, um, I'm gonna defend the guy, okay? I have to because that what that doctor did, yeah, granted, he had that bad part, but it was. Easy, because when I was there and I had somebody come right out of jail, they had no psych meds or anything. Okay. All I had to do was pick up the phone, hey, I right. need this. Yeah. And it was taken care of. So right. even though the gentleman did what he did, his heart was in the right place. Yes. And okay. and, and a lot of people, even, and it, it's very I, I ain't going right. to sugarcoat shit because I don't like to do that. It's happening in the, in the sober living community as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, someone, yeah. someone who had taken advantage of a lot of people. Finally, had gotten gotten served some time. He got two years for like fifteen charges of. That's all he got. Yeah, Holy and, and some probation. Um, but that's all and and, and a lot of people get lot. into it for the right reason and to help people. But it's we're we're alcoholics, we're addicts. Like that money starts rolling in. Yep, and we're not taking care of ourselves and doing what we need to do. The he lines get blurred. That's why you need checks and balances. You need a, yeah. a group. A group of people. You need a board. Get, get into it. A board. That's right. A board and a group of people who get into it together mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and work together. Yeah. Problem. Problem with that is when you get a bunch of those of us that are in recovery all together in the same room without somebody that's not in recovery. Yeah, you we need have that little too. issues. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. To to look at the other thing, I was just just from hearing that as what's going on within the sober living communities and everything. Too much of it is it's money related, yeah. and I can mm. tell I can tell you that happens because 
I'm not, I mean, I do mental health work and addiction work now. Uh, the mental health aspect is phenomenal. It mm. makes me a better therapist as I am for addiction now. Now I understand the components, but the money, boom, all of a sudden the licenses, then they start feeding you this and this, the drug reps come. Oh, yeah. You know, the lunches we get from those drug reps are incredible. Oh, Wonderful I bet. lunches, <laughs> all those things. And that's not where recovery is supposed to be. And you guys are mentioning a few things where why are they doing all the medicated assistant treatment? Why this? Saving people's lives is one thing, but what I've noticed is that they've gotten away from the principles of recovery that work. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, you know, when you look at 12-step recovery, that is the original. It works. It yeah. is difficult for a lot of people to follow a spiritual pathway. But right. what they've tentatively done, if you really look at it, is they've taken God out of treatment. And you can't do that. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. what they've done because yep. they're like, oh, no, we'll make the government your God. And that's bullshit. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, some people that's need right. to wake up and smell the coffee that are out there of like, you know what? Yeah. You have different programs. You have abstinence programs. You have TCs. You have all of these separate programs for whatever one's going to fit. Because I've noticed over the years and from what I've been doing for work is – there isn't a rent. This it doesn't work specifically for each person. Right, there's right, right. Is, there's not like one, no, one equation that works for everybody. But we, no cookie all, cutter approach. Right, but, right. We, we, but there's things in common. We've all come up with uh, ineffective coping mechanisms for mm-hmm. life. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And then we have you, to get them out of our hands. There's claw marks on them. You yeah. know what I mean. And, and it's not easy uh, to deal with us. Right, and like I, <laughs> no, it's not. Like I said, like I said in the description to this to this podcast, now now you're dealing with people with trauma. Yeah, and you know trauma from from us doing this and speaking with other people, like we've we've realized that that's where all of this starts. Trauma, uh, yeah, and, and it and it's it doesn't it, it doesn't need to be anything astronomical or or something that people can't talk. It could be as simple as like. Someone in your family not showing up when they're supposed to. Mm. Yeah, you know, it could it, be it, small it, trauma t- to the outside onlooker, but yes. big trauma. Big to you. trauma to you, yes. exactly. Especially as a, as a child, mm. right? And and there are there are those that suffered tremendous, like indescribable, unbelievable like yeah, trauma. unbelievable things that we've that, had them on the show. And mm-hmm. and it's like, how do you how do you still like stand human beings? Yeah, how have you not after killed dealing with you? Deal with yeah. people with you. You know that's you know? why these things happen. But they learn their coping mechanisms and how to get through yes. trauma. Yes, yes, right. Yep. Yeah, trauma is brutal stuff. And when you look at specifically with opiate addiction, opiates are to numb. Yes, there's yeah. stuff there that's oh, yeah. you know, it can, and again, it can be subtle. It can be brutal. You know, I work with a lot of females, and unfortunately, with the girls. Because of their opioid epidemic, what are they doing for it? They're out there on it, the streets, and 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 it and it sucks for them. It's it taken sucks. advantage of it. Like oh, yeah. people know that they they can do that mm-hmm. to to do what they need to do, yep. and yeah. and they don't even have to go out there and do that. And they can they can be at home and 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 just like running around with the people that they're not supposed to run around with, and and not even be on the street, yeah. but happens. still in the same realm of 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 you know, what we're talking about here. What happens yeah. too, which is really sad, is this is the co-ed treatment. 
Co-ed treatment doesn't work, okay? Because when you wow, take the you take the opiates yeah. away, okay, the libido kicks in. Yep. Oh, and what's yeah, the yeah. first thing you're gonna do? Oh, yeah. You're gonna yeah. be making making babies everywhere. Yeah, the detox you romances. Know? Detox you know romances. I mean? it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's another. It's another. You know, you're looking for a dopamine dump. Yeah. There's only one thing greater than than uh, than the dopamine of dump of sex is that's probably the dopamine dump of drugs. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so when you don't have drugs, you want the next best. Next thing. best thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, you have to pay attention to that as well. Yep. And nobody's calling these guys out on this stuff. It's like, oh, well, we'll just fall in line and do it. And there aren't enough of us left that will say, no, I don't this care. doesn't work. I don't care if you got bars up, you got totally separate buildings. <laughs> Motherfuckers are going to find a way. They'll find a way. Absolutely. They'll find a way. tunnel over Well, there. if you remember yeah. the tunnels in Westboro. Yeah. Those, are, yeah. those have oh. been sealed, but those tunnels <laughs> were used. Yep. Dude's... Dudes over, I'm not going to even say the name of the place, but tying sheets together, you know what I mean? Going out the window going out and the then window, poof, yeah. going oh, up. Believe me, Gosnold has these slide-by oh, yeah. windows with these bushes right next to him. So if you just jump right... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you right. find a way, absolutely. And that, that's <laughs> we did another have the time when the stripper came back for her earrings at Turnabout. I do and, remember that. And that was oh, one. Really? <laughs> that was one good thing about Turnabout too, it being an all-male facility. You yeah. didn't have that distraction. Exactly. You know, other exactly. than. Going to meetings. You had a nurse that was Other than sneaking a stripper in every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, the attic. But, you know, you didn't have that constant... <laughs> you didn't have that constant, um, you know... Well, you, here's the thing. When you're in front of someone you're trying to impress, you're thinking about what they're thinking about you instead of you looking, looking at yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know... It's right. too much of a distraction, especially when you're trying to fix yourself and you're trying to make yourself better. You can't have that distraction. Even so, if it's in your own mind. Because when oh, I was in the house with Chris... Um, I was all about the weight room. Yeah. I mean, I was in there every night, every night. Yeah, and so hour, was I until I went to half, friggin' that. I went to the appointment with friggin' Freedom, and, then we, and Happy cleared breakfast, and yeah, you know, you, you, uh, my three hundred sixty-six day sober. There she was. I remember <laughs> you were in there with us at first, and then you hurt your arm. Remember that? Yes, you hurt your arm. Yes, and and then I was with George, was, George Hood, George Hood. Yeah, and oh when I came, gosh. when I come back to the house when Sully was in. I um, I started again. I yeah. was in the weight room. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get back in there. I'm gonna look good again. But exercising is great for helping. It you. is good. It is. It is. It good. is. But, but not, not, what, for not a when you're not but when, when you're, you're focusing, untreated. Yeah, not when you you're, all you're focusing on is the outside stuff. And you I obsess. have to shout out to Michael Sweeney, <clears> my brother. <laughs> he said, he's he's in the weight room all the time. Get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because you, know you, you you're trying to you're trying to fix feelings, trying, trying to, fix, to dress up yeah, the trash can, dress up the outside, exactly, dress not up the trash the can. Yeah, when you guys used to get ready for meetings because we kept your cologne, do you remember that? Oh, oh, that oh not me. I'm not. Oh I'm my not god, guy. you guys took forever, and it smelled like a French whorehouse. <laughs> it, really did. it was so bad. You were yeah. spraying this and making yeah. sure and you're I, looking good to go see the woman. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I I remember like. Everybody's sneakers match their shirt. Yeah, you know. I didn't know. I know. Yo, <laughs> hey, this iron look, yo, iron in the I look all right in this? Yeah. <laughs> yo, let me, let me borrow those. Let me borrow those kicks. Let me borrow those. <laughs> you know, everybody trading clothes. You, you got done with that outfits. iron? Yeah. <laughs> but I also remember, like, Give being so serious about this that it was like, hey, I'm going to sign up for the meeting with you. Yeah, that's fine, but you're going to the fucking meeting. Because I'm right. not getting hemmed up. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to the meeting. I'll be sitting inside the entire time. So if if that's what you want to do, you can sign up with me. Otherwise, 
find somebody else. Last, you know? mo- last month, you hadn't changed your clothes in, in three weeks, and you were shooting heroin behind a dumpster. But this month, your underwear's got to match your sneakers, which you got to match your hat. <laughs> <I know>. yep. <laughs> because she's yeah. the love of your life. That's right. why. Yo she, yo, she looked at me. You see that? It's you amazing that? how quickly that changes, huh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, reality comes around. Thank yeah. God. So, <laughs> yeah, two weeks ago, I was shooting puddle water. Now I'm worried about, you know, yeah. if my sneakers Brand are clean. Sneakers. So you now know, you, you. Toothbrush and the toothpaste to the sneakers. You deal more with, with the mental health aspect of this or still I, I do. I still do addictions work and I absolutely love that part of it. But I do a lot more, a lot more mental health. I do a lot of bipolar anxiety. More than you used to or more than the, than mm, the addictions? Much, well. I make sure the addictions I still do because I do volunteer work in the city. I do a lot of pro bono stuff, so I stay on point. Plus, I, I am heavily involved with you know going and taking care of recovery needs. Yeah, you know, It's one of those things. I work with the DYS population. I work with the court populations. Um, and that's when I get to do addiction work, I love it. The mental health work is an incredible thing to find out. It's it's everywhere. The anxiety, the depression. Yeah. A lot of people are self-medicating over that. Yeah. Then the voices. I've got this poor, some poor kids over the years in their 20s with schizophrenia is just starting to set in on them. Yeah. And they're having auditory hallucinations. Yeah. Then the visual ones. And now, d- I can't imagine. This, you, you're That's seeing this. so terrible. And, and I, I believe that it's happening way, way more than it happened before. It's, so, be, it's being caught. So, so is it? Uh, I'm wondering is is there like something else that's like I we looking at these computers? Yeah, you know, is it's there something else that's that's causing, causing this? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, didn't have social media. We interacted with people face to face, like we're really doing here. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, it, it seems like now uh, nowadays everybody's worried about you know getting likes on Facebook and like mm. so if they don't get a certain amount of likes or, or this or that, or they get they develop anxiety they get anxious about this stuff yeah like the, well, it's, the, it's, their world is is on a computer some yeah. some of the things that are happening and people comparing their their uh regular life to everybody's best moments that they're posting and that's the thing you see the best moments yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. The depression but kicking I, you know in. i think that um you can't have a completely bad outlook on things i mean because i think that the, before there was a lot of other stuff going on where you know a lot of uh less compassionate stuff that happened like when i was a kid it was like you know give you something to cry about you know all sorts of stuff like that kids making making fun of other kids uh bullying more bullying probably you know um, now it's i don't 24 7 yeah now, I, yeah, now, I, now yeah. it's now it's that built character back then getting bullied i'm yeah, sorry i mean it really maybe, did. maybe it did but my kid hasn't had to deal with uh bullying and uh if there is any bullying you know it's he's talking about it because everybody knows about it mm-hmm. yeah mm. i think there i think there are some some good things and some bad things you know i don't think it's all just going downhill i think that things are things are good i think there were some bad really bad things before i think there were probably like you say, before there was probably more um, stuff that was undiagnosed. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and probably uh, now, um, like you have uh, the like the pedophile thing. I think there's more. There was more pedophiles before because they weren't being called out as much, and I, I think that's come a long way. I mean, and that but it causes wasn't. a lot of the trauma that ends up, you know, rippling off into mm-hmm. addictions and and homelessness right. and 
prostitution and but i think it's it's a lot easier for them to do what they want to do nowadays it is yeah when you look online with all the kids when's the last time you had a good conversation with a 16 year old you know, maybe you 15 know. Fifteen-year-old, I have a good conversation with, with him all the time. Which is he's great. not addicted to his phone, which is right. Good. Yes, that's phenomenal. That's that's, huge. that's not normal though. He's, yeah, he's yeah. one Most of the few. Most of them are on the phones, and what's been we're finding is the the families that limit social media exposure to them, the anxiety levels aren't there. But for the ones that do whatever they want, the anxiety levels are through the roof. Yes, yeah. and and even threatening to yeah. take take that away. Right. Oh then, yeah, yeah. Fucking forget yeah. about it. Right. Well, that's I'm going to kill myself, and then you have to report that. I, I, and they're if, in the hospitals. If you use and, if you use the the uh, phone or something as a babysitter, it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to end bad. The real world is not going to give that dopamine dump like the phones do. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, giving a kid a smartphone at what, like seven, seven earlier. years old, like four, six, four, like that's, yeah. I've, that's um, to me, that's madness. I've read, no I've read stories or articles that say that the, the rapid changing of things on the screen, yes, is attributing to attention deficit. Yeah. There's, a, there's an awful lot of that. And I, I, I see it. Like, I've seen kids go from somewhat normal. To now they get a smartphone and, and here three, four years later, kids out of his mind. Wow. And from, yeah. The mm. next part that goes along with that, which leads into the addiction component, oh, he's out of control, he's ADHD, Ritalin, yep. Adderall, yeah. Concerta, yep. bam, yep. they're on a uh, stimulant, then yeah. they grow up. And the likelihood of kids that have been on stimulants becoming heroin addicts is huge. Really? You know, wow. it's, they've got some studies out there, and there was a correlation that was done. And of course, it's been buried. You know, yeah. they don't yeah. want it, they don't want people knowing the truth right. about yeah. that. But putting the kids on, they get the stimulant. That part of the brain gets stimulated, but the prefrontal cortex doesn't develop until, until about 24, 25. So they've been getting mm. hit with this, and then all of a sudden, that's not working anymore. You find that with your psych meds. Sometimes they're on them for a bit, and then all of a sudden, it's not working. And then, what does work? You know, the stimulant, these kids, some of them are not ADHD. They're not being diagnosed properly. Right, They're right. just, you know, it's a behavioral issue where it's something else. Well, listen, when you're telling a kid who's enjoyed his childhood up until the point where you tell him to sit down on a seat and listen to somebody who doesn't want to listen to when he's about stuff he doesn't want to listen to about, of course he's not going to, he's going to be restless. Right. You know, yeah. what's the, the best way to... Um, to uh, help people with their behavior is look at the motivation. Where's the motivation for and, them? And, and it's funny because everything in our society and in America and the world as a whole has changed over, say, the past hundred years, except how we teach. Mm, You're yeah. stuck in a room. Yeah. You're sit in single file. Your desks, you're sitting behind... Why? Why can't like that change? Yeah. Why can't kids like go outside and learn? Or you know what I mean? They'll hurt themselves, and then somebody has to sue. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It, I just I, I don't. That baffles me. Like everything that we do, technology has changed everything. And I I know that that has changed. Like kids don't really even carry books anymore. They have an iPad. Yeah, they have it. Yeah. And the book yeah, is yeah, on yeah. the iPad. The homework's on the iPad. That has has enabled my son to to. Uh, you know, he gets A's and he's yep. into school and he loves it. 
Whereas in the beginning, before he got the iPad, he was the first one in his school to get it because it was a big meeting and it was all this, you know, you know, it's potentially he has a learning disability, this and that. He's really smart. He's in the 97th percentile. Um, but that iPad changed his whole school career. He gets A's now. Yeah. Almost all A's. But he probably gets to now he's not in that environment. Where he has to sit still, he has to be quiet. He can go home and and do his work as he pleases. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's right. that's what I'm trying to to get at. Like, you know, you you're being forced to sit. And, and if, if heaven forbid you fidget with something, he's got he's got an ADHD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no, I've been fucking in here for four hours and I'm a little restless right now. <laughs> Can I go take a piss or something? You yeah. know, don't take I, a piss. I remember staring you... out the window, staring out the classroom window at certain points in like second and third grade because you were in that classroom for so long and you just like... Yeah. So I'd just stare out the window like, just get me out of here. Like yeah, daydreaming. Just yeah, that's to get why away we gotta give there. you drugs. Because you know, you know, nowadays, you yeah, drugs. you got ADD, alright, let's, let's hook you up with something. No, I just... Yeah. Don't want to be here. It's like Alice in Wonderland, you know. You give it someone pill makes you larger. And... I don't know. That's and that's just... the other. I think that's the biggest one of the biggest problems now. It's all about let's just medicate. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. just medicate. Yeah. Oh, teachers, you, you got this. Don't, they don't yeah, here's do a pill for that. They don't. You know, like let's just throw medication at at these problems, and, and, and it doesn't do. And it, like it's not like all, all this stuff is new. This stuff has happened. Oh yeah. th- throughout man's oh, yeah. since man's been around. Yeah, but the, the some some a lot more since but, medicine was invented, right? And that's the thing. Like, there was. I'm willing to bet that there's something on God's green earth to take care of everything that that goes on. And what happens is they find out what that is, then they synthesize it and make a medication. Look at opium. Look at well, you know. I mean, weed. You can't really synthesize weed and make it much, but it comes from the ground. Yeah, you know, weed is weed is a, a grown plant. Yeah, but opium opium's grown. You know the poppy the poppy. Plant. Yeah, and, and and look what that look what happened with that once they started. Yeah, synthesizing. Once, yeah. Once they created shit, out, you know. Now you got now you, now you you're killing everybody. Yeah, you know now you can get friggin' a kilo for like thirty two hundred bucks. You know, and we were talking a little earlier about about the whole marijuana medical marijuana thing. I what at first I had an opinion on it. Oh, if you do that, you're not sober, blah, 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 blah. I've seen it help lots and lots of well, people I, that are in recovery I that are still doing the listen, same thing. You yeah. know what I mean? If, you, if you're taking Percocets for pain, if you prescribe Percocets for pain mm. or you prescribed weed for whatever, it's if you prescribed it from a doctor, weed has medical uses. Benefits, yeah. The, the yeah, government but, doesn't want to admit it. The government doesn't like... I don't even think it's the government. I think it's big pharma. I think that you know these companies know that they're going to lose money if if it's known that this thing actually works. People are going to well, yeah. yeah but I th- here's what I think. I think it, in early sobriety, you need to find out who you are and check out what's going on with you. And after being a walking pharmacy for years, you're not going to be. Oh yeah, well I'll choose this this drug. And, oh no, and maybe definitely I'll feel not. Good with that. Let's just. Find out who we are. Right. And, and you need time, at least six to 18 months to get mm. this clip. But the problem yeah. being is there aren't enough programs out there that are like, when I started at Turnabout, we were 12 months. 
You know, yeah, there are people the that term, stayed there longer. We we said it earlier, long term treatment. Yeah. There is yeah. no more long term long term treatment around here is like four months. Right. Yeah. That's long term. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, not not enough time to be able to come up with another diagnosis. Right. Because you can have you get the alcoholism, the addiction, you got all that going on mm-hmm. and then this gets straightened out and all of a sudden, guess what? There's a serotonin issue, there's a dopamine issue. Right. The depression's there and no amount of meetings, prayer, meditation. Prayer can work, but no amount of whatever you're doing is working anymore and you mm. can't get out of bed. At that point in time, then you need to go see somebody to maybe be put on an antidepressant. And, yes, it, and know? I've said that to people that I've helped, that I've worked with, that I've sponsored. Hey, I think I, think I might need medication. It's, listen, I'm not a fucking doctor. There's right. no letters after my name. Yeah. If, if you feel you need that, by go, all means. I can't tell you that. But don't walk into a doctor, see him for 12 minutes, and leave with a pill. Yeah. Go well, go see someone mm-hmm. for a couple months yeah. Yeah, they, and, and let them get to know you and know who you are and how you, you know, how this happens. You know, it could just be a, a, something that happens briefly. It could be just you have to walk through some feelings yeah. for a while. Yeah, it right. could yeah. be, yeah. That's, could be something on the line that and you I've haven't t- dealt I've with. I've told people that so many times. Listen, I'm I'm not opposed to you being on medication like that. If you've heard that from someone else, fuck them. Like, mm-hmm. if you need some people you need, need it. Yeah, you need it. You need one hundred percent. You know what I mean. That's, so, but don't walk in. I, I see it all the time. You can walk in, like, talk to a doctor, or not even talk to him. Do yeah. you have this? Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. This. Uh huh. Okay. Here, take this. And yeah. That's why you need to be dealing with psychiatrists or nurse practitioners with a psychiatry background. Yeah. Not, yeah. Your, not your primary. Your primary care should not be prescribing psychiatric medications, period. Right. You can you walk know? in and tell right. them the symptoms by Googling it five minutes before you go in there. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, sh-. like if you want Johnny's, yeah. Oh, of course. You like the first nerve, time. Nerve pain. That's first it. time I ever heard of, of, of I think, Neurontin was, um, what was his name? Pat. He had diabetes. He ended up dying. Oh, he and liability. Oh, liabilities. Yeah, I, I remember, remember he was going to get the the, the uh, little pump. little guy. He was going to get the pump. Yeah, he, little he and him. you know from yeah. Randy, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they were. I didn't even know anything about Gabapentin. Like that company must be so stoked because they've been around for twenty five years, yep. and now that's the most prescribed oh, medication ridiculous. in the country. Ridiculous. And it was just classified wow. as a narcotic this year. Good. Yeah, it used wow. to never be, be a narcotic. Yeah, that's right. But wow. and and that that's another thing that kind of bothers me is, all right, you got a medication that works for this. Well, let's try it for this and see if it works. Okay, we have one person succeed, so we'll just use it for that too. Yeah, like. I don't get that. Like this, this across the board medication. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's yeah, money that gets into a, who knows. Sometimes that's, you know one one little point you made though was with the going to the doc. I know with our agency, you don't see the psychiatrist or the NP until you've seen your therapist, and at least for a couple of months. You know, we've got a good probably psychologist eight, eight to twelve weeks. You have to see yeah. us. And then we'll make the referral for you at about a third or fourth visit if we deem necessary, you know, because we're going to diagnose as to what's going on. Right. That's we'll good. put that in and then they'll go see the nurse practitioner and we talk about it. And it's they're not going to come in and, you know, they're not going to say, well, I need this, this and this because our guys will look at them like, yeah, no, this is what we're <laughs> going to do. We'll help you out with this, but we're not going to do that. So yeah. it's important for people that are especially in recovery recovering from alcoholism and drug addiction that if they have other issues to go to good places not to not mm. to 
use the old behaviors and work the system. And it's right. just too much of that. Well, that's, that's, and that's what a lot of what so happens. Yeah. yeah. Use Those old behaviors. System. <laughs> use Manipulating. System. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and that's, that's why uh, people love it. Manipulate yourself up into all these drugs and we'll make all the money on you. Yes. You know? And that's another good thing about going through turnabout, getting rid of that. That manipulation, yeah, manipulation didn't fly. Get rid of all that oh, garbage. Those Twenty-nine other and, and dudes who were like, we would be doing it, not even realizing <laughs> that we were doing it. Yeah. Or, or like I remember staff splitting, like, yeah, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to get one staff against the other. Yep. Beware, I'm giving you a verbal pull up for manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> so much, so much stuff, man. And, and like, I, I remember getting there and not even knowing how to describe how I felt. And like we get, oh, yeah. get that paper out of the fucking file cabinet by the phones <laughs> with the faces on it. Yep, <laughs> the faces you know what I mean. Uh, it's something that that like a uh, eight year old would have. And How it's are you like, feeling right now? Uh, that one. <laughs> I have that. I have one of those in my desk. Still. Yeah, now they crazy. do with emojis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right here, I can pop it up. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, things have you know in not that long of a time things have changed. Dramatically, drastically, yeah. As, as far as treatment, as far as as far as um, the medical world, like it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Some areas for the some areas for the better, but most not. Right. Most and, just they're just trying to sit there and they're trying to get an answer that they they don't want the answer to it. And what the answer is is doing the work. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what the that's answer the, is. That's the biggest part too of all this is no matter. You can go through any program in the world that you want to if you're not willing to put the work into it, you know, minus any mental health things that might handicap you from doing that. But if you're not willing to do the work, you're not going to get it. It's not going to happen. You know, you have to, you know, we talked about it time and time again in Turnabout, you know, that you have to put in the work. Half measures avail you nothing. You have to to self-examination, divorce yourself from the old ways and the old coping mechanisms that that are hiding you from who you really are. But I also believe that the other um, key for me, and and I think I'm not alone, is that you have to go ahead and um, shake hands with that inner child, that former self, that that good part of you yeah that um you know was led astray and down this this path and you you took in all these different coping mechanisms that that were ineffective um but you have to you know love yourself and and that's the only way to get over the trauma that's the only way to get over trauma someone can help you figure that out but if you're not willing to shake hands with your former self and 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 give your former self a pass, right. you know what I mean? You, you you're a kid, you're or or whatever. You're a person, and you have flaws, and that's okay. Love yourself for being human. You can't love someone else for being human when you can't love yourself for being human. Right, mm-hmm. but th- but that's not like told to you. You no. know, I I'm I'm seeing a lot of stuff now where they're bringing mindfulness and meditation into like elementary school, which I think is awesome. You know, because Being present, these, yeah, yeah these good. these kids are seeing all the stuff that, you know, how they think they're supposed to be, you know, because of influencers. Exactly. Or, you know, exactly. And, 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 and it's like, well, I don't know, it's kind of like what people want them to be so that they consume. Yeah. Like, oh, 
this while wow, they these people like this brand i'm gonna buy this brand who uh, they you want know. them to be or who, who right you know, what's my identity going to be and i, I want to have a, a child psychiatrist on here that'd be great uh or a psychologist i should say but um or either but uh anyway uh, it's it's when you're that age, when you're 13, which is, seems to be the magic number. When did you start using? 14. There you go. Yeah. Your age? Uh, 13, 13. 13, 14. Yeah. 13? Yeah. 13. 12, 13, yeah. There we go. This is the magic age. That's they, when I started everything. And they call that, <laughs> some pe- some psychologists, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I, I've heard that they, they call that the second identity crisis. And some of the people say that you shouldn't even be in school at that age because you're so out there. You're trying so hard to be social. You're every, your body's changing. Yes. It's the, it's the onset of puberty. And puberty. the testosterone levels are like 10,000 times higher in us than in grown men. Yeah. All and that stuff and all those hormones, it's so crazy. It's a show. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a baby rattlesnake. Don't know how much venom to release. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. And... Like that's the age where we all go. Oh well, you know I could be this, and when I when I when I do these, when I drink or do drugs, I f- it makes me feel really good, and I can be funny, and I can be with them. I'm a whole. It's a whole group. Yeah. That I how can about be a part how about of. telling kids that hey, this is going to happen to you at this age? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that probably might help. But like like. Well, there's you know, a very John, good chance that it can happen to you. It might John not. And Ste- but John and Stephanie yeah. Green that have no first time. No first They're going time, into yeah. the schools f- so that the kids don't use yeah. at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. They they had a son pick up at not, at 15 and he was he was passed away by 19. Yeah. You know, so now that that's yeah. their mission to to get into the school. So if you're out there and you're in a school and you want something good for the kids, look up no first time. Um you know, it's yeah. the great organization. They have they have someone come in and, and who has been that route. They have a usually a police officer come in and then, then a professional. Us as addicts, we, we're wandering around from that time trying to understand the world. So we go from being a kid and then numbing ourselves out and not being our full self and mm. not being fully aware and, and, and not understanding really the world. And you create much. your own perceptions of it. Yeah, yep. exactly. And those are from experiences, and those are not necessarily good. Right. You know, because <laughs> right. you'd be like, oh, well, we got drug dealers to deal with. We've got to deal with this. Got to watch out for the cops. You don't do this, this, and this. And so then yeah. you go in with that kind of a mentality, and you toast. That right. You have to change all of that stuff to get yeah. back. I'm, it, I'm just work. glad to see that um, – you know, mental health is becoming more on the on the forefront. You, you know, one of the things that they're doing mental health-wise, which is great, and um, specifically in Middlesex County, is that they're seeing the component because a lot of times the courts, the probation officers are getting stuck dealing with mental health work. They've right. got one court clinician at all the courts. That's it. Just uh, one person. Yeah. So what they're doing is – For each court. For each court. Well, okay. some don't have them, but for okay. each court, there's one that's usually there. Yeah. I've been blessed over the years to be able to do a lot of work with the court systems. And mm. they're starting to take them right in prison and saying, hey, this is what's going on here. And then they're following through from prison to the courts to treatment where it was all yeah. separated before. Now it's a flow. The prison, right now, sometimes you know they're sitting there, oh, you're a methadone. You can just kick and suffer in jail. No. They're actually giving them their dose. They're yeah. giving them Suboxone. Huh. And they're making it so it's not as cruel. And they're addressing a lot of those issues. It's a lot of work and a lot of communication. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was at a workshop um, 
with a lot of people from the state and everything. I was uh, invited to that, and it was incredible to see all the treatment providers, the police departments, the Middlesex people, the court people, all in one room, because that doesn't happen. Yeah, it, and yeah. that's that's another big thing. Um, they're like kind of clearing up the jails and the court system because they're like, all right, this person isn't a criminal, they're an addict. Right. So they need, <clears throat> they need either mental health or uh, help or they need addiction treatment. Well, I'm so not going to lie, I needed handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, for me, so, yeah, for me, some people do. For me, some it was it was handcuffs and it was kicking in new right. man. Yeah, thank. I'm I'm glad. You know, I'm I'm glad that that happened that I, the I way it did for over me. A, over a Delta and Bridgie. I don't know. I didn't get anything. No, I got no. nothing. I didn't get nothing. At, I don't think I got anything at Bridgewater or I know I didn't get anything at Plymouth. You know. No, you must have got it at Delta and Bridgewater. I don't think so. Oh no, you were in the old Wild Wild West. Yes, I was inside the, but they the still old give colony. You Librium. They give you Librium so you don't. Uh, Shake yourself to death. Yeah, yeah, so you don't die, so they're not liable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they give you so many. Remember that the 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 French fry there? Um, that's not nice. Kevin, remember the kid Kevin, the guy Kevin who was burnt over ninety percent of his body or something like that. He was a uh, the French fry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're evil. That's, You're that's, evil. That's, Tom. That's another. That's another. The French fry was a different guy. Going to hell, in California. But. Uh, no, he's a good guy, and and he um, he ended up getting burnt. Uh, he was slept sleeping bag drunk, and uh, the fire he caught on fire and survived. He's a good but, uh, guy. He was he's an a old French gentleman, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, I remember. He was yeah. in Bridgewater with me, and they had us both so libbed up. We were like drooling, uh, you know. Really, I don't think I got anything out of our out of our mouths, and yeah. I don't think I got anything. Yeah, I got nothing. Tylenol, I think, was as good as it got for me. Yeah, that's what I oh. Once I kicked and then I go up to H three, then all the tooth pain starts. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? I had a it's, lot of tooth I'm pain pacing to deal the, with. I'm pacing the cell, ringing the buzzer. Ah, I need to go there for yeah. Meds are at six. Yeah, <laughs> and my roommate, <laughs> my roommate, he's like, dude, just go to bed. It's like I can't. No, I can't. Like I was the type of person that when I was out there. It's like okay, this tooth is killing me. I'm taking it out. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. to me. I, I went. Uh, I was. Um, I think I was on pass or something like that. I grabbed a pair of needle nose vice grips and I started pulling on my teeth, my tooth. I wanted it out of my head yeah. so bad, and then it swole up like this. Gee, why? I wonder why. I wonder why. Sticking, yeah. a, pair, <laughs> sticking a pair of vices, dirty in your ass mouth. pair of vice grips oh. in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit, I was shooting puddle water. I can handle some vice grips. Exactly. That's yeah. another. That's another thing that's happening. Like once Pulse? they, no, once they, once they legalize syringes and made them so that you could buy them were at any pharmacy so now everyone is shooting intravenously and all that explosion but now a lot of people are doing meth and they're shooting it yeah it's because of the fentanyl and and, yeah like i know people that were hardcore dope addicts and they relapsed and they didn't want to go back to dope because they were afraid to die so uh, uh, i'm i'm fucked up i'll just do meth yeah Yeah, but and then now the abscesses and the infections you look at the the pictures where they show the uh, mug shots from the yeah from the beginning the mid yeah that is so the progression of meth oh it's it's ugly meth mouth they get but the it's mouth and like that's that's even more prevalent than it ever oh, was. I'm so glad I never got my hands on that. But I, I, I would have been mean, off and running. I, I still think that that alcohol is killing the most people. It's the people, most legal, people, but people <clears throat> people think that it's the opiate epidemic. But 
alcoholism is still oh alcohol way is up huge there. because a it's legal yes I don't know the stats and how it and goes. b people drink you know so much for so many years it's, it's, yeah it's acceptable yeah. and you get cirrhosis and yeah everything oh, yeah, DUIs and people driving down the wrong side of the highways, like yeah. one of my best friends. I knew him since uh, we were on the bus together uh, in elementary, and uh, he just died last year. Um, he had ten years sober at one point, and he was taking me to meetings after uh, after I was in turnabout with yeah. you, and that time in between, and him and his wife, and we had his wife on, and uh, he ended up cheating on his wife, and uh, that then he relapsed. And then he just couldn't get right. He'd have two months. He'd have one month. He'd have six months. But yeah. And then and then he was uh, come back from another program. He was in a hotel, and he got drunk, and he wandered out and he uh, froze to death. He was outside of Seven Eleven, and people said that he was snoring when they went in, and then he wasn't breathing when he came out. Yeah, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if you remember, we had that one guy near the end of being a turnabout. We had a client that froze to death in a uh, oh, really? snowbank. I think it was his name was Frank. Oh, if I remember. What a way to go! He was a nice guy. Horrible he was a nice guy. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But they found him in a snowbank because he decided to drink. The alcohol is brutal still. Yes. You yeah. know because it's subtle. When yeah. you take the alcohol and that affects everything. That goes in. That's the liver. That's the pancreas. You get pancreatitis, cirrhosis, oh, alcohol paralysis. Yeah. yeah. So gross. It takes a longer time to die from it. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. the problem. It's, with it's poison. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're, it's po- you're slowly poisoning poison. yourself. Yeah. Well, remember that guy who, and I don't remember his name. Sorry, uh, but there was a guy who come in and he was um, alcoholic, straight alcohol, and then he went out. He got kicked out or you left, whatever happened, and uh, never did heroin before, overdid, overdosed on heroin. They said he was probably in a blackout, judging by his alcohol level in his blood. So, you know, you're an alcoholic, but in a blackout, who knows what? Yeah. Yeah. Then there was the other guy who um, came out of jail after doing a scream of 30 years, uh, who had, was homeless, alcoholic, woke up in, behind bars and didn't get out for 30 years. Remember that guy? I don't know who he he ended up relapsing on a run up to New Hampshire or something like that. He stole the VCR, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember certain little details of some yeah. people. Like, yep, yeah. that's what they did. But okay. that's that's what can happen with alcohol too, because you're blacked out. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about not being yourself. And what it mixes with. So if you're going to take alcohol and benzene, yeah, case right catcher, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget me nots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, doing Klonopin. I only did it once. I had it. I had it in the um, um, aspirin bottle because a kid gave it to me, and I was like, you know, what? I just want to be do dope tonight. And I put it in the aspirin bottle, and uh, we were going out for drinks, and I legitimately had a headache, and I uh, shook it out, and there was the Klonopin. <laughs> I popped that, and I was out yeah. of my mind. Like three beers in, I was. I sat down at the wrong table, and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every time I ever took a lot of whole I got arrested. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Never failed. I ended up locked up. Yeah, absolutely. And I always blacked out. I could never remember what I did. Yeah. But yeah. I would always wake up. Oh, yeah, and it's either. funny. It's funny at first when you're with your friends and you're a kid. You know, remember what you did? And No, I don't. No. And it's like, <laughs> and everybody laughs. Then after a few know. years, you're waking up like, fuck. You're the clown. And yeah. <laughs> what did I do this time? Well, they're called felonies waiting to happen for a reason. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But. Kind of going back on to what Tom said, too, about, uh, you know, the, the guy that relapsed and, and couldn't get right again. I think that's another part of treatment that, you know, 
we might forget about is people relapse and they that guilt and that shame oh, that yeah. they hold them that oh, they hold word, over yeah. instead of you know coming you, you have so much time and then you relapse and now you feel like a failure and now you're embarrassed or, or ashamed yeah. to come back and put your hand out and, I know right. I know lots of people like especially that especially if you don't come back and put your hand up right away and you and you're sitting there lying now you're lying to the people mm-hmm. that you love yeah you know, or the know. people that have relapsed while they're still going to meetings yeah, faking the funk the whole entire time. I mean, that's what and I'm then saying. You, the people th- who were previously saving your life. Yeah, now you got to lie to them. Yeah, and then and then you know their covers get pulled and they're like yeah. so embarrassed and ashamed. Like, it, and they don't return to meetings. Yeah, and I don't I don't yeah. care where you go. People will say that they don't judge an AA. That's fucking bullshit. Oh no, people judge. People absolutely. Judge. People judge. You, you know, know, you know and I see it all judge. the time, yeah. and it it, it, it gets. I mean, I've been guilty of it, one hundred percent. But like, as time goes on, like I realize, like, who the fuck am I? Exactly. You know? Well, that's the thing. You have to look at and say, you know, that there, but for the grace of God. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're one hundred percent perfect, and you got no skeletons or anything in your closet, then you you have no room to fucking yeah. judge anybody, me included. You know, yeah. I'm not perfect by any stretch. I got no. No room to judge any person. Yep. You know, oh, yeah, I have no idea what anybody has going on. In a, in, yeah. right. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, uh, I, I have kidding. no idea what anybody has going on in their life. You know, and that's right. People yeah. relapse. It happens. It's it. It sucks, but it happens. You know, at the end of the day, years that you have is just not like I have. I'm coming up with 15 years. That's just a number. Yeah, exactly. You know, yep. if, I, if I ended up going out today and relapsing and coming back the next day, yeah, I have to change my sobriety date, but I don't lose all the experiences that I've gained over these past right. 15 right. years. But I don't know how that would feel. I don't know how it would feel either, you know, and I, I would hope that I would come back and not be judged, you know. And hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. When you look at relapse and a lot of the times you get people saying oh relapse is a part of recovery it no. Is, no, it's it no, no it's not absolutely it is not. not no it happens but it doesn't need to doesn't need to and how does it not need to you know if you're doing 12-step recovery what do you do you ask for help you go to meetings you you do what you're told yes. help another and i know you guys understand right. that it's, yeah do what you're told to do with that and yeah, it's, it's becoming I, yeah, willing i look at that today i mean you know i what did i do on my anniversary I chaired a meeting. You yeah. know, I got my medallion today. I do that, and I've done right. it at the same place for the last 29 years. You wow. know, I share my experience, yeah. strength, and hope. What happened? What works? I don't, I'm not involved 24-7 there, but I am involved 24-7 with my program. Yeah. And I stick to that. And that's one of the ways, and they don't teach enough of the relapse prevention techniques and treatment anymore. They just, they're like, oh, we've got relapse prevention, this, this. Well, what is relapse prevention? Yeah. To look at it. Um, we don't pick up one drink, one drug for one dry, for one day. Yeah. That's how you don't relapse. Yeah, yeah. no matter what. But it's 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 yeah. it's 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 a daily reprieve contingent on your spiritual condition, yeah. and if you're not growing, you're going. And, and, it, all, and it all starts with that foundation that you built. Yes, that foundation that you built, you built upon that foundation. Yeah. If your foundation is crumbling, everything else crumbles. Yeah. Underneath it, and, and that's the thing. Like the house could fall down. Yeah. You know, but, but if your foundation's solid. Can always right. rebuild on it. You know, it, it's that's why like it, it's taken a long time, but I've, I've implemented a lot of different things as you know now. You know, yeah. and I wish I didn't take so long because 
I, I would think that I would be further along in my life than it, but I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. That's I know right. that now. Exactly. You know, you yeah. learn what you needed. To yes, learn. exactly. And right. I know, I, I know now that the universe will provide me the lesson as many times as I need. Yeah. Well, so you, you know get what? It. You know what? Intellectually, the best thing that that um, that I can think about to uh, to keep me in a healthy uh, state of mind is the power of that addiction that it had over me. Oh. How strong it was. How hard it was to put down. Yep. And 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 uh, there's no question about it. My last run was so vicious to me, not to anybody else. No, nobody else. It doesn't like matter was, anybody else. It's not like I was doing you. a brick a day, you know what I mean? No. But to me, it was, I'm not going to be sick no matter what. And after I got arrested and was sober for a couple of days, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because, like, what was I willing to do? Well, my mind, I was willing to do anything. I was ready. Right. I was ready to take the next steps, you know what I mean? And whatever that was. Yeah. And uh, that is not who I want to be. Right, right. It's scared, no. but not. But you can also take that and transfer it into your recovery. That's. Oh yeah. For me, fifteen years later, I still to this day remember how I felt the day that I made the phone call to go to Turnabout. Mm. St- mm. I still remember those shitty feelings. You know, people talk about the built-in forgetter that we have. Yeah. Well, I've made it a point not to ever forget that. Absolutely. Because if I forget that, then you start to think about the good time. You know, the good times that you had. Yes. And you forget the shitty feelings. That the thing, the thing that brought you in here. The reason why I'm yep. here. Mm. You know, it's not loss of monetary or anything of that nature. It's a loss of me and, yeah. and myself becoming and, someone that you never thought you could be or even though, wanted to even though the guy you called on that day later on we saw him in the news when we were in the <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the house because he robbed yeah, an armored car with an ak-47 yeah decided to do an armored car stick up shout out to charles on <laughs> <laughs> wow but you know what? i know who that was <laughs> yeah. but you know what regardless of that you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it weren't for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, that's he, right. He afforded me the opportunity to save my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the and guy what, that introduced me to, to what he, AA, he's no longer with us. He's, de- he's what dead. he did with his life was his choice. Mm. Mm. Everybody has a choice, and that's yeah, the thing. Who knows what you what decide to do now, is what you decide to we do. Got, we, the only thing that God doesn't have have power over is our free will. We we have a choice every day. Yeah. Every day, every day, my eyes open. That's right. You have a choice. I make the, I make the choice. Yep. That's the greatest power yeah. we have in this in this world is, yep. is uh, in between um, in between an event and then our reaction. Mm-hmm. And, and on that note, and well, before you end it, I yeah. just want to say, you, just looking at the three of you guys, you know, it shows me the treatment does work. Okay, because yeah, yes. you guys are That's still true. around. You know, yep. you followed the yep. principles that you were taught, and you've continued mm-hmm. to give away to other people. Yep. All three of you blowing my mind because I'm <laughs> sitting here, and I remember when each and every one of you came in. I remember your blue hair. I was thinking about that tonight. That was a cool color on you, or purple. One of the two. You couldn't get out of you. You you were scared of a shadow when you first came in, and you were like ah when you yeah. came in. I yeah. remember that, and you guys have done phenomenal in your life. Keep doing the work. All right. Thanks, Thanks Dan. Dan. Appreciate Thank it. All right. So, lolterms.com. Please subscribe. Uh, like, subscribe, share. Thanks, Thanks guys. We and, appreciate you very, and if very you will, much. If anyone wants to come on and share, please let, let us, us know. know. Message us. And if you have any questions for our guests, you can drop them in the comments and we'll get to them. Peace. Peace. I live in this